0: Welcome to From the Shed End Podcast, episode thirty-four with myself T Dart. And as always, I'm joined with Theo. Always get that a bit wrong. I'm joined <laughs> with Theo. How, how you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm buzzing it's Friday. It's been a long week and I'm sure you're in the same uh mindset to be uh that's Friday and you're happy. But how are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Like yourself, you know, Friday, um, best part of the week, best part of the day recording. So yeah, um, looking forward to the weekend now as well which we'll we'll get on to Burnley later but for anyone who's um, listening on Apple or Spotify and hopefully you found us but for those on YouTube you can also search for us um, on our social media accounts as well so at from the shed end on uh, Twitter as well and Instagram is at from the shed end with underscores between each of the words Um, so there's a lot of content on there and again YouTube if you're on Apple or Spotify, you can find us at From the Shed End on, on uh, YouTube as well. So give us some likes, subscribes, comments, all of that stuff as well. Let us know your thoughts, but let's get straight into it. Big game on Tuesday, made it a bit more difficult than we needed to. Malmo, one goal, Hakim Ziyech at last, providing the goods. What was your thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, nothing like the first game, the reverse fixture at Stanford Bridge, where it was quite dominant, comfortable. Um, this game felt a bit a bit more tense, a bit more, let's say Malmo maybe had a bit more opportunities and chances, even though we did have a lot of shots on target. I'm particularly thinking of their goalkeeper who made a string of saves in that first half. I think Havertz had a decent one-on-one with him. But, you know, it was um, probably what you'd expect from a Champions League away game, if I'm honest. I'm thinking, you know, back to so many previous seasons where we're playing relatively easy oppositions, but we still come out with a 2-1 win, a 1-0 win, I guess that's where you get when you're traveling to to another European country. You're playing in a ground which had, a, let's face it, quite an intimidating atmosphere. And the away fans there, you know, they know to put on. I mean, the home fans in Sweden, they got behind their team. But otherwise it was, you know, kind of, we played some decent football at times, I felt. I thought the, the actual, you know, build up to the goal was fantastic. Um, I think it was Havertz to Hudson-Odoi and Hudson-Odoi driving up the pitch and a beautiful, a beautiful cross to... Um, to Ziyech, who finally got his goal, as he said, first goal of the season. We've been slightly critical of Ziech in the previous episodes, maybe, but I think it's more because we're pushing him to do well. And um, I think hopefully that goal will unlock something in him that will now get more goals in him. But just a massive shout out to um, I think Tuchel's assistant who recommended at halftime to switch Ziech and Hudson Odoi. Um, you know, it was, I think Hudson Odoi was on the left and Ziech was on the right, and they switched over, and that's what kind of led to the goal. With um, you know Zietz crossing the board from the right-hand side of the pitch to the left and finding Ziyech. so a massive credit to him, to you know, for finding that little, little um, bit of um, you know tactics, I suppose, to um, to get that goal. But overall, you know, at the end of the day, it's three points, um, three points closer to Juvent- um to um, you know, ahead of Zenit now. And um, you know, if we get that game win against Juventus, hopefully we can top the group.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it was always going to be a difficult game. You mentioned the fans. I remember the fans at Stamford Bridge, even though they were, they were losing, they were still in great voice and they, they didn't disappoint against um, against us on, on Tuesday as well. But I thought it was... Um, obviously a predictable kind of lineup you expected, you know, the, the likes of Christensen, Silva, Rudiger to start. Um, I think before the game, I think we sort of just d- discussed around Kepa potentially starting. And I think he was the right choice to keep Mendy in, but definitely, you know, Hakim Ziyech, he he played well. I think he, you know, we've, we spoke about him a lot on here in, in, a, um, you know, criticized him at times as well, you know, said that he, he does need to step up and do a bit more and he's done, he done that. So, um, You know, you can't take that away from me. We played really well. It was, um, I, I do think it was a difficult game for us though. And I know, you know, we won, we got the three points, but I think just in terms of how much possession we had, and I think we had a total of 22 shots, 11 on target. You know, it was just seemed. Uh, you know, were we ever going to score? And I think that was how I was watching the game. Was thinking, where's the goal going to come from? Um, you know, we spoke about Havertz in the past, what he brings to the team if he's not scoring. You know, the the runs that he makes and the way that he's you know he makes he spreads the the, the defense. You know, and, and makes that space for, for other players to to run into. And watching the game, I was just thinking, you know, where is that goal going to come from? But you know, to see Hakim Ziyech get it as well for me personally you know obviously hopefully you can kick on and get a few more now but I, w- I wanted to talk to you because obviously second half we, we saw the introduction of um Christian Pulisic who's finally got a bit of game time I think he got about 15-20 minutes of of action what was your thoughts on on, on that as well?
1: It's brilliant to have him back I think a fully fit Pulisic were arguably starting ahead of Zietz ahead of maybe a even a Timo Werner or Havertz um I was actually rewatching his highlights against Porto. I think it was the the away leg, even though both legs were in Sevilla last season. Yeah. And he, you know, he's when he's fully fit, he's absolutely fantastic. And we saw, you know, glimpses of that when he did come on. And I think he'll get another maybe a cameo appearance against Burnley before maybe giving him, you know, a fully a, a start after that, after the international break. Um, I'm still a bit annoyed that he's been called up to the USA squad because that's where he picked up his injury initially. Um, I don't think that's the right decision from the 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 American um, coach, but from a Chelsea perspective, it's fantastic to have him back, and hopefully, he can stay fit for the you know until the the run up to Christmas.
0: Yeah, definitely, and it was also good to see um, Vale on the on the bench as well, Harvey Vale. Um, I thought it was quite not an inexperienced bench because that's sounds stupid to say that around Chelsea, but it was good to see the likes obviously Pulisic back, who we haven't obviously seen for a long time. Vale on the bench, Saunagez, uh, Melanxar. Those kind of players on the bench, not having to use them as well and still getting a result for me was was a good thing. I would have liked to have seen maybe Vail get on and and maybe just get a few minutes. But I understand from Tuchel's perspective, um, you know, you want to see the game out. You want to make sure that you get the free points as well. But just talking around, um, we spoke obviously around um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek in games before, not just Malmo, but before that as well. but. It's good to see him back, which I think is potentially at his best, where, where we like to see him, and, and that level of performance that we know he can do. He showed signs of that when he was at Fulham as well um, and, and Crystal Palace. But what do you think about Ruben Loftus Cheek and how how well he's doing at the moment? He said he
1: was fantastic um, once again on um, on Tuesday. I think probably my man at the match alongside maybe a Hudson Adoy. But he, you know he was fantastic. He marshalled the back line to ensure that his defense was protected. He only kind of had this ability to pass the ball, but he also drove it up the pitch, you know, causing the opposition headaches. And I was actually very, very surprised yesterday of the news that he wasn't called up to the England squad. I don't think he's been called up now since maybe the 2018 World Cup, or maybe you know that kind of period around then, when you see players like Ward Prowse you know get called up ahead of him, or even, you know, we'll, we'll talk, talk about um, Trevor Chalaburn in a bit of his new contract. But when you see players like Cody and Mings, who have arguably not had the best starts to the season, get called up, you know, ahead of players like Tomori, Chiloba, um, Loftus-Cheek. I mean, I know he's a midfielder, but you start to question, you know, Southgate, or, you know, are you actually calling out these players based on merit or form? You know, we had this conversation on WhatsApp yesterday, but, but going back to Loftus-Cheek, I thought he was fantastic. Um, I'm just almost proud as a Chelsea fan to see, you know, he went out on loan. People were saying that he's going to get sold permanently. Um, and it's almost like he defied all of those people that said, you know, he's not gonna make it back into the 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 Chelsea squad. And even us, I think if we go back to one of our very first podcast episodes when we were talking about players out on loan last season, whether they're gonna come back, get sold, loaned out again in the summer. I think Lotus Cheek was one of those names we mentioned. I think we were both keen to keep Sister to, to see him stay, but we also had doubts whether, you know, to he he'd be in two course plans. Yeah. So I'm really, really proud to see him back in the squad. And I just kind of want to, I want to, I want to see him start more games. If I'm honest, I still think, you know, this with Vanner and Lukaku's injury, he's starting a bit more, Mount's injury lately too, but arguably even when our four our squads fit, I still think he should be starting.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think you're right. I think I remember definitely saying him, if not on our podcast, but another podcast that I, I did think he was finished because of the type of injuries that he had. And they are, that you know, they are, Inj- injuries that you might not always come back and, and hit that form that you have previously. So I've definitely said, you know, I think he was finished at that level um, in terms of premiership. But he's, he's a brilliant player, you know, for, for someone who's 25, he's, he's technically not necessarily hit the peaks that we know he can in terms of the very top level of that. But I think as long as he can stay injury free, I think he, he's definitely got to be in two plans. He's, he's proven that now, um, forced his way back into the team. And he's, do, he's doing really well, you know, he's doing, with, I think he's just got to add, and I've always said this about him, he's always got to, for me personally, he's got to add goals to his game. And I think he doesn't necessarily do that, he does everything else, you know, he can bring the ball through midfield and he can look for that brilliant pass and he does that, he's strong on the ball, he can you know, run past defenders, he can do all of that stuff. But in terms of goals, I think he's got to add that to his game now and, and I think that would make him the overall, you know, that that would make it a very hard decision for, for Tuchel to leave him out then um Mm. but i think he's you know i think he's 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 definitely one that we've got to keep you know coming back from those injuries like i said is something that not all players can do um you know he didn't have the best of time i don't think when he was at fulham as well um you know you always look at players when the team gets relegated if they're on loan it's always difficult to kind Mm. of assess them so i agree with you as well i think you know he should have got an england call up i think that was something that you know he should definitely have had but like you said you know we know that Southgate doesn't pick players on, on, based on form. It's all, you know, who's my mate and you know, who, who do I like? Because that's, that's surely what it can be. You know, Ward-Prowse, no disrespect, shouldn't be in there. Connor Cody shouldn't be in there. And like we said on WhatsApp, you know, Tyron Mings has, has made a lot of mistakes this season. Like he, was at, he was benched on the last Villa game against West Ham. So, you know, even Dean Smith's sort of questioning him at the moment. So I, I just think, you know, maybe in a, in, a, in a good way for us as Chelsea, it's probably good that he hasn't gone. I think about the likes of, like you just mentioned, around Pulisic, who's not fully fit, but he's gone with the USA squad. That's travelling time, training, playing matches, coming back, and then there's a lot of that to, to you know to um, to take into consideration. So I think in terms of Ruben lost his cheek. For me, I'm glad he hasn't gone. I'd rather him come and just stay, um, you know, work on his fitness at Cobham, at, at and then you know we can we can look at the, the games that we've got coming up with him as well. But um, another big, obviously, key player that we we want to talk about. Big Trevor Chalabar. Brilliant contract. I was, I was actually shocked. I don't know why, because I knew the contract was going to get signed. It was never it was never in doubt. But just to to sort of see the pictures come out yesterday and, and it almost be confirmed was um was a bit of a relief to be honest, because all three we talk about obviously um Christensen and uh Rudy Goh and Trevor Chalabar, they're all dragging the, the, the negotiations seem to be dragging and um obviously to get this one over the line for me was, was definitely the first hurdle. So what do you think about Trevor Chalaber signing as it says, there, a surreal new Chelsea contracts, um, boyhood club, obviously what, what do you think on, on the, the new deal for him?
1: It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic from a Chelsea fan. It's another kind of um, Cobham, Cobham graduate. And, um, you know, he had a fantastic summer. I don't think any Chelsea fan, you know, come maybe, after the Champions League final, you thought that Chalaba would come back from his loan in France and establish himself in the first team. I don't, I even myself, I'm guilty of that. I thought he'd get sent back on loan, maybe even sold. And he impressed Tuchel in preseason. season um, And credit, you know, it's, it's great to see that, you know, a player that if he, he does put in the hard work in preseason and impresses the manager, then he's got a shot at, you know, making the first team. And that's what we saw with Trevor Chalaba. And then he made the Super Cup. Uh, he played in a Super Cup. Um, was, he played a very good game in that. Maybe he was a bit fortunate with injuries to, I think, Thiago Silva and other players, or maybe um, quarantine restrictions. But that maybe played, you know, played in his favour. But um, in terms of the quality of the player, he's absolutely, he's a brilliant player. Um, I, I was at this, both games where he scored at Stanford Bridge against Crystal Palace and against Southampton. I'm talking about his goals here, but not, I can also talk about his defensive play. But, um, you know, he, he almost looks like he's played at Chelsea for years on when I see him. He looks so composed on the ball, very relaxed. He's tall, he's strong. Um I think at Lorient in um, in the league, 1, oh, he was playing as a central offensive midfielder. So he's got that in his locker as well to play as a midfielder and that maybe may add more goals to his game. I know he's a defender, but you know if you want a lot our defenders are scoring lots of goals at the moment. So we might as well talk about that. But um it's great to see new contract until 2026. Um, we talk a lot about our, you know, more maybe our defenders that we've bought in from other clubs, the likes of Silver, the likes of um, Rudiger signing, you know, these crazy deals. But maybe if we can also, you know, bring in some some Academy graduates like um like Chalaba, uh, we've been unfortunate to lose um Guahi in the summer. But um but yeah, fantastic um to see him sign a new contract and that video, you know, seeing all those pictures of him when he was young. I was actually quite surprised. I read that he made the bench in the 2018 FA Cup final, which I vaguely remember now he was on the bench and Antonio Conte in that FA Cup final and there's actually a yes, picture of him with the, with the FA was. Cup. So um, yeah. he, he has a small... Yes, he he's got a glimpse now of you know, silverware what what it's like for him to win trophies at Chelsea, FA Cup and Super Cup and hopefully many more to come now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think he's... Um... You know, he's only going to go on leaps and bounds. I think, in terms of the precision that he's playing, the experience that he's got alongside him, in terms of Silva, uh, Rudiger to an extent as well, Christensen, who's been there. We've mentioned previously, who's been in the, I think the the first the first team since he was seventeen. So, you know, having that experience around him is definitely going to make him a better centre back for me. Um, I, I look at I look at Chalabon and I, I see him as one for the future. I think, in terms of the fact that we let he go, we let he go, we let. Um, Tamori go as well big big center center backs big players in the team and then to keep him there and for him to warrant staying as well because it's not just the fact he's there based off the numbers he's there because he's worked hard he's played well like you mentioned the goals that he got as well for for uh, against Palace you know brilliant and Southampton as well so I think he definitely deserves his his contract he deserves to be in the team as well Um, brilliant play for me brilliant player
1: yeah, when you see kind of a, the name of a young player on the on a team sheet, you always a bit like, ooh, maybe he doesn't have that experience to play this type of game. But is not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since he started that Super Cup final, you, you kind of think now that he's established himself any kind of game, whether it's a Bayern Munich or even a Swansea or whichever team it may be. I'm talking about the two different like extents of the the type of opposition you could play. Then, you know, he's capable of doing that. So um, it's really good to have him in the squad. And, you know, what's good as well, I've seen Tuchel rotating those centre-backs quite often he's
0: perfect for his two-goal system as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But let's move ahead to um, Saturday, 3pm, I think we are, on Saturday, Burnley. We've got a good record, I think, against Burnley from pretty... Yeah,
1: sure.
0: I, th- I think we've got a good... I think they've... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. It's, it's Since Burnley. that opening day, 2017, I think yeah. it's been relatively <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, I erase that from the memory. But um, really? yeah, no, I think we... I'm sure we beat them... I'm going to say we beat them 2-0. 2-0, I season. think
1: two-quarter second game in charge, yeah, I yeah. think, as being Alonso,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what what's your thoughts? I mean, obviously we've had a nice sort of couple of days break from, from Tuesday, which um, possibly we needed, obviously, before the, the international break rolls upon us. But what's your thoughts against Burnley, who are out of form? I think they're 19th, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the league. So I don't want to sort of say we should roll them over, but... Should we be rolling over Burnley? Should we be seven nil in Burnley?
1: I mean, you, you're entitled to be confident as a Chelsea fan right now, but then it's still the Premier League. Any opposition can cause your team headaches. Um, Burnley, particularly, they play quite you know traditional style of football. I want to say, um, and they did you know win very very comfortably and a very good performance against Brentford last weekend. So I want to say they're out of form, but at the same time relatively in form if you count the last seven days so um yeah then again we're at home you know we've got stanford bridge we should be having players like mason mount back fit which should um, be good i think kante i've done right he didn't travel to sweden if i'm not mistaken mm. or he wasn't match fit or he didn't you know he didn't take part so he may be back as well um and we've got a depth anyway we talk about the depth every week but we've got a depth to kind of you know, handle these type of you know fixtures coming coming fast to us and um yeah, I'm expecting another win, I want to say, um, but it's going to be relatively tough. I think it will be kind of a bit like the Newcastle game, maybe nil-nil at halftime, and then our goals will come in the second half, or maybe a goal in each half, but it's going to be, you know, you know what to expect when you play Sean Dyches Burnley. It's been tricky, and you did talk about, you know, a good record against them. I'm also remembering some games where they caused us a lot of headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going, to be a, it's going to be a decent game, though. Um, I'm excited for it. It's 3pm as well. It's usually, you can't watch it on TV, but... I'm glad this one's at Stamford Bridge. I'm able to go, so I'll be yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there at the bridge on Saturday. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think I think you're right as well. You know, I think Burnley are a team that can. I mean, obviously this this season has been a very mixed bag of um, results for them. Obviously, they, they haven't been going their way. I think they're 18th, not 19th in the league, but um, they've got players that can cause us issues. You know, look at uh, you know a, a Ben Me. You know, for a set piece, or a, you know, I like the white McNeil. I think he's a really good player yeah. for Burnley as well. So, I think there are players in there that can cause us issues. Cornet as well. Cornet is very good. Yeah. Very good player. Very good player. So, I think there are players in there that can can cause us issues. But I, I believe that we've got enough, a hundred percent, to deal with whatever Burnley try and bring to us. I think I think he's right about Kante. I don't think he travelled, but I think he he should be fit. And I've missed the the press conference today, but I think he should be fit in terms of um returning back to you know, alongside maybe a Jorginho, in midfield. Um, the question I was going to ask you is, do do you think Christian Pulisic, after the 20 minutes that he got against Malmo, would you risk him in a game like this ahead of, you know, that sort of international break that's coming up soon? I think um,
1: I personally would start him simply because I miss watching Pulisic play and I've always kind of said it's the closest thing we've had maybe since an Eden Hazard of the style of football he brings. And that's what, you know, it's exciting to watch him at Stamford Bridge. Um, maybe, we Maybe we saw a lot more glimpses of that in the second half of the season last year than the, the first start. But um, at the same time, I wouldn't fully risk him. I think he got, what, maybe the odd 15, 20 minutes, was it, against um, Malmo? Yeah. Yeah. I'd maybe give him a bit, long, a bit more than that. Maybe bring him on at a halftime. Should we need a goal? Or maybe even give him 30 minutes this time. But I wouldn't maybe risk starting him from the start. But maybe Tuchel might think otherwise, depending on how he's trained, and, you know, how much math, match fitness he's, um, he's accumulated over the last couple of weeks. Mm. But, um but yeah, I think um if Mount's back fit, I think he'll start. I think maybe Ziyechel, Hudson and Adoy have, have, you know, really proven that was wrong recently and they're playing really well. So I think they, they could both start again. But I think Mount and Hudson and Adoy are probably the sensible options behind uh, Kai Havertz as the false nine.
0: Yeah. And it'd be interesting because obviously I haven't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, don't know if you did, but I didn't get to see Thomas Tuchel's press press conference today. So I don't know what the the, the status of uh, Mesa Mount is. I'm, I'm assuming if it was a an illness um, from last week, then that technically should mean that he, he should hopefully be fit enough to come back into the team. But I, I potentially would start Pulisic. I think I would, I'd, I'd give him maybe, you know, 60 minutes if he can sustain that, bring him off. And, and just give him a few more minutes i think if he's back in training then he should technically be um you know be ready to start playing games again um if he's on the bench for sure definitely give him 60 minutes because if he's on the bench he's fit enough to play you should be fit enough to play 90 mm-hmm. minutes so um it's going to be interesting before we wrap up let's let's talk about predictions um which we always like to do on here so let's talk about predictions and who, who you know how many how many goals are we going to score not what what will be the score how many will we score <laughs> how many will we not concede
1: uh, so regarding I just, I've got the, the app open here for the injuries <laughs> <laughs> um, Alon- Alonso is added to the injury list so Alonso oh, really? won't play yeah I but Mount so is,
0: chill Chillwell.
1: yeah chill well which is good but um, Mount is fit to feature so I think Mount will start Right. and probably get a goal following the Norwich um, Norwich win um, yeah. so I think it'll be a goal in each half like I said and it's going to be a 2-0 win to Chelsea and if I could say goal scorers I'll say
0: Mount and a Jorginho penalty to keep it simple yeah I like 2-0. It sounds mm. good. Sounds good. I, I, for me, the worry with with, um, with Burnley is they know how to sit back and defend. Mm. And I think because of that, they will make it tricky. Obviously, if we had a Lukaku in, in, in the number nine position, I'd probably be a bit more ambitious and I'd say like a 3-0 or 4-0. four four-nil. But I think they'll defend very well. They'll be very compact and they'll make it difficult for us, you know, to try and get anything in that final third. So I, I like 2-0. I like 2-0. I'm, I'm going to go with 2-0 as well. So we are, we are, we're either going to be both right or both wrong. <laughs> but I, I like 2-0. It sounds, sounds good to me. But whichever the case, as long as we get three points, that's the main thing, you know, I think we need to just, um, you know, if we can if we can get three points and hope that the likes of West Ham can beat Liverpool, um, you know, United can do us a favour against City this weekend as well. That six-point gap between us and Liverpool, it looks great because I think, you know, six points doesn't sound like a lot. But in terms of football it's a massive gap to have in, in, in this time at the moment in the Premier League.
1: It definitely, and you do look at Man City, they have a kind of a tendency to, you know, pick up their form come January or after Christmas. So I'm expecting bigger things from Man City in the second half of the season. So if they're able to drop points now from a Chelsea perspective, it'd be brilliant. So definitely we'll be backing United on, um, I think it's 12.30 kickoff tomorrow. Yeah. And it would hopefully keep Solskjaer a bit longer in the job as well. So that would be good. It's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win. And if West Ham can even get a draw against Liverpool, because they're looking like slightly of a threat um, as well, mm-hmm. West Ham. So, um, But then on the long term, you kind of do back Liverpool to to challenge Chelsea more than, um, than West Ham. But yeah, a draw or a West Ham would win would be perfect as well on Sunday, I think that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So 2-0, we're both going for 2-0, which is a rare rarity. We don't tend to agree on our predictions on here, but we're going to go 2-0. Um, I haven't said goal scorers, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give one to Kante. He likes to score the odd goal, doesn't he, from outside the box. Nice little mm. screamer. And I'm going to go Havertz. I think Havertz will get a goal. Um, hopefully he gets a goal or maybe Pulisic, who knows. But yeah, 2-0, definitely. Looking forward to the game, obviously, 3pm kickoff. So um, I'm not as fortunate as fear I won't be at Stamford Bridge. Although I will be in London, but just not for, for the game, unfortunately. So um, I'll have to try and watch it on the train somewhere on my iPad on a, some sort of source, some stream of some sort. S-
1: second half at the Chelsea Pensioner or a pint, maybe?
0: <laughs> Possibly, if I can. Yeah, I've got to pass through London. So, yeah, I'll um, I'll find somewhere to try and just grab some Wi-Fi. But, yeah, 2-0, we're going to win three points burnley not today mate not today <laughs> not today um but yeah as we're going to wrap up obviously so- socials are at the bottom if you're on youtube and you can see them there um if you're listening on apple or spotify twitter And YouTube, if you just search from the shed end on YouTube or Twitter, you'll be able to find us on there. And on Instagram, it's slightly different. It's from the shed end with underscores between each of the words. So just give us a like, follow, um, interact to us, as I said before, and comment on our our, um, content as well. YouTube, definitely subscribe. The subscribers are creeping up slowly. I'm seeing them, we're nearly hitting 20, which is a milestone for us. Um, but no, in all seriousness, obviously anyone who is following us at the moment on YouTube, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, this, we're in this for the long run. So if, you, if you're if you listening to our content, just like and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend as well. Um, if they're Chelsea fans, obviously. And yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have another, hopefully we'll have a really good one next week. So obviously we have the Burnley one to look at. And um, we've got Zenit in the uh, Champions League. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. Is that after the international break or before? Correct. It's after, <laughs> I think, yeah. So I think it's, again, I bypass international breaks. Yeah. I don't like them. Uh, we'll have,
1: we'll have we just, some kind of topic to cover an international break, maybe create some ooh, kind of dream 5 side team or something like that. We've got one, like we've got that. one yeah. that we spoke about, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good shout. It's a good shout. So yeah, uh, well, we'll still have an episode next week, regardless anyway. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have something for, for you guys to listen to, but Episode 34 of from the Shed End podcast with myself, T Dart, and as always, Theo. Thank you for joining me. Um, until next time, enjoy your weekend, and let's hope we get three points against Burnley.